0: We have heard so much about artificial intelligence or AI and what it could mean to our society in the future. And let's be honest, frankly, most of it sounds really scary, flat out scary. But could there be a way to use AI for good? Confidence in the news media has been at an all time low. We talk about it all the time here on WJR and journalists and editors are making an effort to try to win back trust. So we're hearing that some news organizations believe they can use AI to fact check and bias check their work, the work that is either published or broadcast, and that piqued our interest. We thought we'd invite Gary Miles in, the editor and publisher of the Detroit News. Gary, we're so glad that you could spend a few minutes with us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So have you been approached about this idea or have you thought about uh, using AI in this way to fact check uh, the work that goes into your publication, the Detroit News, or maybe even bias check it?
1: Well, we haven't approached or been approached by uh, some of these businesses that are promoting artificial intelligence as a way to fact check or bias check work. Obviously, we have, um, you know, considered and and worked on policies involving use of artificial intelligence in other ways Um, but it is interesting and i think you're you're hearing more about you know at a minimum the possibility to check uh to check work for uh plagiarism or repetitive phrasing that might have come from somewhere else uh, in the same way that you hear about it with academic institutions and high schools that are that are worried about how to make sure that um you know work is original
0: when I first I
1: that's an
0: interesting use, yeah, when I first heard about this, um you know my background is journalism it's reporting um When I first heard about this, I thought you know that's what reporters are supposed to do all the time you're supposed to and editors fact check your work, make sure it's right, that's why you have an editor also to help you out on that, and also to give your work um you're supposed to be presenting both sides in your work, unless, of course, it's editorial content. So isn't, this is part of our job. Why are we having to turn to AI to do something like this?
1: Well, that's a. I think that's a really good question. And I think some of the early attempts to use artificial intelligence in different ways have sort of blown up um, because while it may present some opportunities, it also very much presents risks. For instance, um, you know, the, you know, AI deciding what's bias and what's not bias, or um, frankly, you can't, you know, in terms of fact checking and that kinds of thing, those kinds of things, the uh, uses that are so far out there are basically culling uh, their source material from the internet, but you have no way of knowing where on the internet they're pulling that mm-hmm. source material from. So, you could have AI suggesting that something is uh, errant in a story when actually, you know, the AI has pulled from a source that is errant, and and that's mm-hmm. a, a risk. You, the, One of the biggest problems right now is knowing where the information is that artificial intelligence is pulling from.
0: I'm just curious, listening to you talk, you've had a long career. Did you ever think, even 10 years ago, that you'd be dealing with this kind of a Uh, development in in your newsroom.
1: Well, I remember how excited I was when we first got a fax machine and you didn't have to go to 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 somebody's office to pick up documents or make arrangements to get them mailed to you if there was a a source who had something. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's amazing how fast it's upon us, just like autonomous vehicles and, you know, uh, lane assist when you're driving down the freeway. Um, You know, cruise control doesn't feel that old to me, and yet here we are
0: uh can can we talk a little bit about chat gpt um it do, what's your policy at the detroit news for chat gpt do you have one or are you i you did say you were working on certain aspects of this yeah,
1: basically that it can be useful uh to um it, it can be useful as in the same way that you might use a wikipedia or a um other sources it can be useful as a, something that might make suggestions about about sourcing or wording or headlines based on you know uh, stories that we've done, but but it's not to be used um, you know at all for you know as a source material or as um, uh, you know anything bona fide. So it, it can be a tool right now that's helpful in in um, making suggestions to somebody, but it it can't it can't uh, be a part of your work in any formal way.
0: We are talking to Gary Miles, the editor and publisher of the Detroit News. So I, I wanted to know if you could tell our listeners a little bit about how um, headlines are approached and how uh, how you currently determine how a headline is put together. We've had a lot of discussions here on WJR about that. Just that one thing about how uh, headlines are completely sometimes inaccurate and sometimes divorced or devoid of any connection to the story that appears with it. So how how is that done? I remember, I mean, that, that years ago was a real art to be able to write a good headline.
1: Yeah, and I think that's still true. I think one thing that has happened increasingly, though, with the Internet is that um, as more work gets sort of pushed down to the reporters, because, you know, it used to be in our business, that the headline was written by editors uh, on the copy desk primarily because it had to fit in whatever layout um, the the page designer was working on. Well, that's no longer an issue. So increasingly, reporters write their own suggested headlines at the news. And and that, I think, actually improves, um, you know, somewhat. They they might not always be as good headlines, but I think from our standpoint, they're they're more accurate, they more tell the story that the reporter is trying to uh, Mm -hmm. tell. Um, They're obviously reviewed by editors and we do try and look at them for search engine optimization so that the keywords are at the beginning and that they're clear and those kinds of things. So they are edited. um, And we do try and make them, uh, you know, make sure they're accurate. And, and further, I would say that from our standpoint at the news, the, the, you know, because we've increasingly gone to a digital subscription model and have had a growing number of subscribers, we feel it's really important that the headline uh, doesn't over promise and the story under deliver. So we want the headline to be as accurate as we can because if someone buys a subscription to read read a story and then find out that it, it was a uh, clickbait or something that attracted their attention but didn't really tell them what they thought it would, then, you know, we don't feel we're going to have that subscriber for very long. They're going to feel duped. So,
0: And, and we were, you know, when we were talking about AI technology, there's this company called Seeker, S uh, C uh, S E E K R. It's called Seeker. And what it does is it, it uh, looks at articles for title exaggeration, subjectivity, clickbait, and personal attack. Just what you were just talking about, you want to, Make sure that what you deliver in that headline is actually what you uh, are going to deliver in the story. Gary Miles, always a pleasure to have you here on WJR, editor and publisher of the Detroit News. Have a great afternoon.
1: Hey, thanks for having me and have a great weekend.
0: And focus continues here on WJR. We'll be right back.